Welcome to the Malt Whiskey Trail podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed, responsibly of course, with a dram, the traditional measure of scotch. Our shows can be found at www.maltwhiskeytrail.com where you can also plan your trip to the world's first malt whiskey trail. Now, let's get into the show. Slanchava! This week we join Cal McLean on the banks of Loch Far, a wild swimmer, photographer, TV presenter and general outdoors enthusiast, Calm tells us a bit about the perks of wild swimming, the year of coasts and waters and of course, Ishkevaha, the water of life. Achal, um, can you tell me a bit about yourself and what you do? Yep, I'm Callum McLean, I live in Inverness and I'm a, well, I do many different things, but I'm a, a broadcaster and filmmaker and photographer. And a lot of my work kind of centres around water in lots of different forms. So I'm big into outdoor sports, but particularly outdoor swimming. And, you know, I made TV programmes about it, I write about it, I take photos and lots of my work kind of uh, evolves from outdoor swimming in some way or another. Cool. And um, the Highlands is seen as quite a tourist spot but you've been well weren't born here but bred in in sky and inverness what's it like growing up here and did that encourage your love of swimming yeah i think so yeah i was born in australia actually but grew up in scotland and um yes so growing up here we've always been an outdoorsy family from young so being outdoors and camping and just like chucking yourself into a body of water was always a natural thing to be doing and the freedom we've got here particularly in the highlands um to just to you know Go, look at a map, go somewhere and have a look, see what it's like. It's something that I really like and something that, um, as I've got older, I've got you know more into being more adventurous and seeking out new places um, because a lot of the best places, I think, maybe for outdoor swimming or for just going visiting in the Highlands are not even advertised that much. You know, you just got to go out there and find them yourself and what makes them special is unique to everyone, I think. Uh, but for me, it's the kind of sense of freedom you get at these places the sense of you feel like you've got it all to yourself. <laughs> and um, being a Gaelic speaker, does that, I suppose, all, all these Gaelic names around you, does, does that connect you a little bit more to lochs and the, and the places? Yeah, definitely. It's particularly when it comes to like the names of these places, being a Gaelic speaker, you get a real understanding of maybe what a name means, and then that can open up a whole lot more. You know, Maybe it's named after the, the shape of the hills or the colour of the landscape or something that the river for example, was used for before. But uh, a lot of them have like interesting names that come from stories to do with like death or love or murder or something, you know. And uh, once you start looking into that, it gives you a kind of new aspect on a place and um, definitely makes it more interesting as well as that. But even having a little bit of Gaelic can actually help you find cool, interesting places because you can see that a loch is called Lochan Uanya on a map. And there's quite a few of them across Scotland, which is Green Lochan. And generally, anyone I've been to, the water there is quite green or clear or sometimes a kind of blue colour. And you wouldn't know that from looking at the map, but looking at the name of it, there's probably a reason it's been called Lochan Uanya, and often it's because of the colour of the water. So it helps you find special places. Yeah. I know wild swimming's been around for years, and sometimes I get a bit frustrated because I'm like, it's just, it's not wild swimming, it's just swimming. But obviously books like Taking the Plunge and of course your uh, BBC album programme Janishka is 
are all really promoting it. Have you seen an uprising just in in the past couple of years for wild swimming? Yeah, definitely. I don't have a problem with the word like wild swimming myself, but I know some people do. It's always just been swimming. So I, I'd say outdoor swimming mm-hmm. because, I mean, I like what people would call wild swimming, you know, just finding something beautiful and going for a wee gentle swim, but also like sometimes to do long distances and, you know, to put a wetsuit on and go and do six, seven kilometres a proper training swim. So I like to do everything. Mm-hmm. I think over the last five years, there's been a huge number of, you know, new people getting into outdoor swimming. And I think it comes down to a couple of reasons. One is people who are really into it uh, really evangelise about it and, you know, tell other people how good it is, how good it feels, encourage them to come. And that kind of, a part of that creates um, swim groups often, communities. Like I generally prefer to swim alone, just my thing, but a swim loner. But um, that, and along with, particularly in the last four or five years, at the same time, we've seen quite good coverage of it, of its like benefits, whether that's obviously it's physical exercise, but more so for people's, you know, mental health and the kind of, the, the sense of freedom, the sense of calm that a lot of people get from outdoor swimming. Um, and I think those two things combined uh, really have definitely increased the numbers. I mean, um, five years ago, if you went to Loch Morley on a Sunday morning, uh, in summer you might see a few people in winter you're probably not going to see anyone now in summer on a Sunday morning at Loch Morley, you might see 40-50 people swimming possibly and even in winter you could see between 5 and 10 people which um, is still looked you know, people look at you like you're mad when you do it but um, yeah it's it's gone up for sure Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you say that it's mad it is quite a daunting experience, what would you say to someone who's just looking to kind of dip their toe into wild swimming? Yeah, I'd say try and start during summer if you can, <laughs> like late summer, um, and just take it easy. Like, you've got to enjoy the experience, I think, and like winter swimming is not for everyone, that's for sure. Um, it's, a, it's a different kind of experience to summer, but um, if you can find a group who do it, you know, they can kind of talk you through or encourage you through the first kind of couple of swims, which is you just discovering what your body can handle, you know, um, how to recover, which is really just getting dry and getting changed quickly, depending what kind of day it is, you know, where you can go swimming, what's kind of the dangers to look out for. If you can find a group, um, they're really welcoming. And I think most population centres, there'll be a group of outdoor swimmers now kind of set up, most of them informal, but always friendly and welcoming for new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just going back to Janiske and all the work you've done with BBC Alba, and your social videos, which are really funny and, and humorous, um, w- when you're on these, uh, when you're swimming in lochs, it just looks like the dream job. And um, but how do you find filming in these locations? And and I, I know you do. Do you do a lot of it yourself? Yeah. So um, I did quite a few videos for BBC The Social over the last few years, and that's what kind of gave me the opportunity then to do Ganushka, the BBC Alipa program, which is on three series up now. Um, so the BBC Social ones, I filmed totally myself, which was good fun to some extent I really like being creative and having that kind of control and just like going out and seeing what I can make um, but it does change the experience of a swim to some extent so maybe you're not enjoying it so much as a swim because you're thinking I've got to go and move the camera and if it's a very cold place you're like alright I've got five, <laughs> ten minutes in the water I've got to get everything done um, but then for Ganushka it was always a camera person with me as well whether that was just the director or sometimes we had a, a separate camera person which really it made it easier uh, to some extent because I didn't have to film but filming those meant I was being in the water a lot longer and it was all in winter 
So um, I like swimming, but it, it became a bit of a chore some days mm-hmm. when you're swimming for like three hours and the water is maybe eight or nine degrees. It's not three hours solid, you're in and out of the water all day. Yeah. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, I'm glad not to be swimming maybe tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you end up feeling like that. And you, you swam from, like, Spar Cave is one of my favourites, but places like Spar Cave, Loch Morley, and even Oman, I think, recently. Um, but what's your what's your favourite place, if you're willing to share? Uh, well, my very favourite place is, like, so I, I use social media a lot, and I know the kind of benefits and the opportunities it opens up. But at the same time, I'm wary of putting my very favourite no, places on there. So <laughs> even like, um, I'd probably tell you if we weren't recording. Um, but um, one, of, one of my very favourite places, I used to live in Skye, the Isle of Skye, and there's so many good places there, like you say, the Spa Cave, uh, there's so many good spots around the sea, but Loch Karushk, I really like there. Um, it's either a long walk in a few hours, or you can get a boat trip from Elgo, and what I love about it, a really big long loch, it's almost at sea level, but it's got the mountains, the coolins at one end, and on a calm day, you often get quite calm weather in at the quarry itself, you get a reflection of the mountains, and you can swim out to these weird rounded islands, and they're almost like kind of submarine shapes, you can dive straight off them into the water, and the water is quite clear as well, and it's just the whole experience of being there, you feel feel like you're really in the wild, but it's not that hard to get to. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just the, the setting you're in, the water's amazing. It's the, the combination of everything. I really like it there. Yeah. I'm just moving on because we are the Motwiski Show, but um, and, and we're based in Speyside, surrounded by lochs and the Murray Coast, and um, and of course the River Spey. And I think Scotland's food and drink industry is really dependent on water and especially distilleries. But have you ever visited the region um, and the Motwiski Show? Yeah, I, I've visited a wee bit for swimming and for some kind of outdoor sports as well. I really like the bit of coastline between Hopeman and Lossiemouth. Um, I've done a wee bit of swimming there. There's some bays that you can only reach, well, on a very low tide you could walk in, or by swimming you can swim through caves to reach these beaches. So I've done that before and I've, I've paddled quite a lot of the coast there. But the rivers, obviously in Speyside, are part of what makes it special. And um, the River Spey, I've swum some chunks of it. I did a 10k swim once in the River Spey, further um, up towards kind of... Um, Loch Inch way and I'd like to go back and do a lot more in this bay I think and the Fintorn as well there's loads of good little individual spots it's less of a swim down the river kind of place with all the rapids it's got but um, Dulcie Bridge is an amazing place to go swimming Ardclach the bell tower there's a great kind of endless pool yeah, almost there yeah I've been there <laughs> yeah um, and do you have a top spot of places as somewhere in Speyside to recommend mm, I really like Dulcie Bridge it's very good I've never jumped off the bridge it looks pretty scary. I know some people who have, though. Wow. Um, but it's definitely one to only do if you uh, know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just the water's so deep there, and you can swim from up the bridge underneath it. And there's a nice little waterfall at the side you can go to. One place I've never been to is Randolph Sleep. Oh, which, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people always recommend. I've never got around to it. So that could be the best one. I've just yet to find out. Just, I suppose, moving on from that as well. Visit Scotland's it's Visit Scotland's year of coasts and waters, and I think we haven't been able to embrace this year as much as we'd like to because of lockdown and other things. Um, but what does it mean to you? Or why do you think Visit Scotland's pushing this this year? Yeah, well, luckily, I think vis- um, luckily I think the year of coasts and waters is going to stretch into twenty twenty one now, mm-hmm. which is quite a good thing because there are so many events. 
and kind of different things planned that won't happen when they were initially planned. For me, you know, water is one of the great things about Scotland. You know, we've got so much of it and we've got such a variety of it. And whether you're into swimming, whether you're into outdoor sports, whether you're into making art, the water inspires a lot of people. You know, around our coasts, there's so many different artists using that. And of course, food and drink is hugely influenced by that, whether it's whiskey or a different variety of seafood that we sell, for example. So, I mean, for me, <laughs> always connected with water. A lot of it is what my work comes down to. But in addition to that, being in, being around water, it makes me feel more creative in a way and always inspires me to, you know, think of think of new ideas, whether it's taking photos, you know, making a, a different kind of new film or, um, yeah, just thinking of new projects I could do. Mm-hmm. Talking of projects, you've been busy during lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> doing crazy things from marathons in your garden to twenty-four hour walks. Just, yeah. could you just tell me a little bit how you've been keeping busy and yeah. What you've been up to? Um, so a lot of my work got cancelled because of lockdown and obviously having to stay at home. So um, what I thought was really important was just keep my mind busy. You know, just finding something to do, whatever that was. So yeah, um, I think it was maybe the frustration of lockdown. I ended up doing a marathon laps around the house and the garden and I thought I could do the same thing but I could go harder and so I did 24 hours walking mainly around the house uh, which I'd never do again <laughs> um, but uh, I quite enjoyed it and I was like updating through social media as I did it so it became more of like a, an effect that kind of brought in other people as well mm-hmm. um, and in addition to that ch- ch- challenging myself creatively somewhat to make some films at home in the garden based around the house um, and then I think that was I was early on in the lockdown and then as I, I calmed down a bit more, it got me thinking later on as to, you know, well, there's going to be something after lockdown, start planning for that and uh, working out, you know, once we get the freedom to travel a lot more, which I like to do a lot in Scotland, um, where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do after. And have you got any interesting projects coming up that you're willing to share? Um, I'd like to do a long swim, I think, a multi-day one in Scotland. But um, again, it depends on kind of what freedoms we get this year, whether it would be this year or maybe next year. Um, I'd like to do that. I'd like to, I'd like to in a way, lockdown made me think, actually what I really enjoy sometimes is not uh, having huge plans. It's just going to a place and enjoying it for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. So um, spend a lot more time out in the West Coast just doing some bit swimming and camping. So swimming out to some of the islands off the Hebrides. Um, just exploring them, camping on them without a real aim other than just to enjoy the freedom yeah. because I took it for granted, you know, having freedom to explore Scotland and do whatever I wanted until it got taken away and um, yeah, I'll just try and not take that for granted, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a nice, um, yeah, nice sentiment to end on. But just mm. a final question, I suppose the elephant in the room is Ishkavaha and um, the water of life. If you were drinking a dram, what would be your favourite one? Oh, I quite like. I do like whiskey. I particularly like it when I go camping, um, and up in the hills, you know, sleeping in my tent with a bit of whiskey. I quite like peaty whiskies, so I'd say some of the Isla ones are quite nice. But at the same time, I quite like the Speyside ones. And my friend Struan, um, Grant Ralph, who's been on this podcast, works for Glenfiddich, has given me some Spirit of Speyside whiskey, which I'm hoping when we get out, my first chance to go back camping. That's what I'm going to have, and I'm going to enjoy it. It's nice, it's quite strong, so I'm going to find a stream somewhere, get some water from the stream to dilute it. Oh, wow, that the sounds kinda, majestic. Yeah, <laughs> the, kinda, the perfect water from the Scottish Hills, 
and uh, that'll be that'll be the best drama I've had in a while. I think. Oh, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Right, Gushing Jeshel, your son's snapping it. Hashing Jeshel, Yanishkin. Come back often. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the latest news, offers, and exciting promotions. Cheerio and Thrasta!